Welcome to the Venue Solutions Podcast, where we talk about everything data center, information technology, cybersecurity, and more. I'm William, Venue's data center sales engineer and one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Eric Malatesta, Venue Data Center Infrastructure Manager and also one of your hosts. And I'm Michael Faisley, Venue's Network Infrastructure Manager and Cybersecurity Specialist. And I'm also one of your hosts. This is Venue Audio Podcast number 85 for July 20th, 2022. In this podcast, Eric, Michael, and I discuss Cohesity's data protection and management platform with Cohesity's Scott Evler. All this and more in the next Venue podcast. A video version of this podcast can be found on Venue's YouTube channel. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Venue or any guest's employer. And welcome to the Venue podcast for July 20th, 2022. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, what's going on, bud? Good, good, good. So this is a little weird. So we're recording the audio stream, right? But we will we'll, we'll publish for everyone. But we're also doing video, <laughs> so you'll probably actually see all of our beautiful faces. Maybe not so beautiful on the stream now, but uh, I think this is definitely going to step up our our podcast um, kind of look and feel. So doing video is weird. I have the face for audio, not for video, but we're going to go with it anyway. <laughs> I don't have either. <laughs> Michael's no got a there, William. Michael's got a great face. Michael's there, and you know. No, this is this is really cool. I'm I'm excited that we're we're starting to do video. Um, visual aids, I, I think, are going to help out as as we're you know talking about certain topics. So this this is cool. I'm excited about it. Absolutely. So guys, we have a great we have a great podcast today. Um, is your may- video guinea pig? Yes, we have our video guinea pig, Mr. <laughs> Scott Evler. From Cohesity. Uh, so, Scott, uh, obviously, guys, the topic of today's discussion will be Cohesity data protection. And we thought who would be the best guest to bring on, and it would be Mr. Scott Evler from, from Cohesity. Scott, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you do at Cohesity and what your roles and responsibilities are? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me today here, guys. And and I probably am going to not be the best one to start this off because I probably don't have a have a good, pretty video face just like you mentioned there, William. So I'm kind of in the same boat here. So but anyway, no, thank you. Thank you for that. So um, my name is Scott Evler. I'm the account executive covering Louisiana and Southeast Texas for Cohesity. Been here about four and a half years, which kind of makes me an old goat uh, in this startup in this this kind of world here. But been in this IT industry for many, many years. In fact, I was a customer for 12 years. So been on what I jokingly call both sides of the keyboard from the the customer side and then also being the ones working with customers. So thank you for having me and always been in the data center, right? That's really kind of what I feel where I feel the most comfortable is there at the server storage level, disaster recovery pieces. The rest of that stuff is just um, a switch that enables my stuff to work, right? Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Scott. Um, so since we're talking about cohesity, one of the things I wanted to mention, kind of before we get started, is I want to preface this with, um, you know, we, we definitely use multiple backup solutions in our data center. We have a wide variety of, of options for our customers. So just because we're having you on, Scott, and we're talking about cohesity doesn't mean we're you know, not continuing to do other solutions in our data center. So what we like to do is give the customer more choices and really kind of look at what tool, what option benefits the customer the best, right? You know, as, as uh, there's an old Star Trek from an old Star Trek movie where Scotty goes, use the right tool for the right job. And <laughs> I think that definitely applies to IT, right? So we, we definitely, you know, we, we've on various podcasts, we'll have, you know, our, our different vendors on. But um, I think that's that's kind of what our stance is. And I agree. Yeah, we've been right? we've yeah. been talking with Cohesity for quite a while. Right. And, and we are been a, a, a supporter of the product and we like the product, what it has to offer. It's just been the right timing for us. So we're, we're ready now to start moving forward with this Cohesity product internally as well as externally. So uh, let's just get let's get talking with Scott and find out what we can learn. Absolutely. So Scott, tell us a little bit about um, your role, and and we'll go from there. Yeah. So I'm the uh, an account executive covering the area of Southeast Texas and Louisiana. Right. So any of the, any customer or, or channel partner that needs. Um, educating uh, on what the Cohesity does as far as the technology side as well as the business side. Um, 
as well as um, going out there and just helping um, partners like yourselves with demos and discussions and just helping customers understand kind of what what the, what the, the product does and how we are solving business problems for customers today. Because security is a huge topic. And security is like a wheel. I kind of got spoken to wheel type things. There's not one piece that does it all, right? You need multiple pieces and kind of to your point earlier, we all have multiple vendors. If, if you only have a hammer, then everything's a nail, right? And we know that not everything's a nail. So using the right solution for the right, right um, problem, I mean, we fully agree with. Absolutely. So the thing I like about technology, you made, uh, you made Michael excited when he said security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the thing I like about Cohesive really is it's it's not just backups, right? And the thing I think Scott you'll 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 agree with it's really advanced data management, right? It's no longer just hey I need to back up a server or or workstation or or virtual machine or physical machine. It's really a lot more than that. It's it's the whole kind of framework that the product brings to customers. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's kind of what attracted us to come over here four and a half years ago. So um, I work on a team, right? The the other person that's on the team is a, is my is an engine my engineer. Um, he has a, a strong data center background as well, and we were in the primary storage space, right? So we were over there where all the applications run, and and the other pieces we hadn't been there, but we saw that hey, you know what? There hasn't been a lot of innovation in that space. And so whenever we were looking to leave our last place because we like to follow the startup world and, the, and the, the cutting edge or that newer technologies, we're like, hey man, this is, a, this is a pretty cool space to be in. So to your point, a lot of people are buying backup or data protection type products, which runs at night. And then I've spent all this money that sits in the corner and runs at night. And during the day, it just sits there. Right. So whenever we whenever we dug into what Cohesity does, it also has other things like file capabilities. Right. It also has some automations built in around test dev. I mean, what what better thing to do is leverage this investment that you've you've purchased that sits in a corner and never gets used except at night when backups run. You know what? Let's use it for these other work uh, workloads or use cases so that then you can get better value out of the money. But also it starts to create a consolidation. And like we all understand in the IT world or in the data center, the more I can consolidate, the more I can drive efficiencies, which then starts driving the cost conversation and all these other types of things. So that's what really attracted us here was, is this the ability to, to use this platform for multiple things in the environment and get rid of the silo kind of uh, mindset? Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit, you know, when you, you kind of touched on this a little bit about hyperconverged, let's talk a little bit about kind of the history of Cohesity. Uh, who who founded it obviously is is very important because I think that person brings a lot to a lot of experience in their past um, you know work foundation to the product. So Scott, tell us a little bit about who founded Cohesity and kind of where the the pedigree comes from. Yeah, no, that's that's also another cool thing that kind of brought us over here was so our founder uh, was Dr. Mohit Aran. Um, a cool thing about it was he's a rice grad. Right, so there's a little Houston <laughs> flavor there to, to his name. So that's the that kind of, I'm a little biased about that. Um, our last company was founded by a rice grad, right? So we kind of we kind of follow that rice that rice pedigree. But um, Mohit was one of the early, early on found uh, developers over at Google. So if you're familiar with the Google file system or the Google world, the Google file system is basically aggregating all this data onto this platform that we can use in multiple fashions, right? So we use it from a Gmail standpoint. You see YouTube, right? And all the different things that Google's doing at the search pieces, right? So that's kind of where the, his foundation was as far as a start. Well, then he left there and was the co-founder of a, of a company called Nutanix, right? Nutanix was kind of the 800-pound gorilla or really the the kind of the, what would you call it, the the, the first intro into that hyperconverged market, which is basically taking that Google mindset, right? Let's just stitch a bunch of servers together and create this massive cluster, but it was used for primary storage, right? It, it was used for the VDI worlds. It was used for the virtualization worlds, that high performance, um, low latency kind of workload. And so while he was there at Google, he was like, hey guys, we're doing a lot up here in this top area where this high performance stuff sits, but what are we doing down here? We're missing the other parts of the data center. 
why don't we take the same mindset and say, you know what, let's have, we have, we've been very successful at Nutanix up here, but let's go down here and go after the rest of the, the pieces, like the data protection, disaster recovery, file, right? Which that doesn't typically belong up here. So that's kind of where, the, where our pedigree was, is it started at Google, taking that mindset of a scale-out file system, then he went to Nutanix, right? And then he took the same mindset. So you can see all two, three layers of companies start to come together because a cool piece that we have is just very similar to Google. I can go to Google and type in anything. And it's kind of funny if I go type in car, I'm looking at a car, for William's going to pop up Tesla, for Eric's going to pop up a motorcycle, and Michael's going to pick up a truck, and you're like, wait a minute. How did y'all know? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, right? The search of Google is just crazy. And so we have similar type of capabilities of Nutanix and Google all built into what we do. So it's it's pretty neat. I can go in there and do it, just type in a few letters of a file name, and I can tell you where that sits anywhere in your environment. Very Google search-esque like. Cool. Yeah. So it's that that whole tree type uh, uh, search engine, right? So you're you're not, you're not just finding, you know, here here's a word. Now go find it. You're saying here's a a sequence of 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 characters or assets, and then with that, it's going out already and searching based on all that information you're slowly typing in to grab that data and bring it back to you and give you suggestions. Yeah, absolutely. And what and what's nice is is if I'm sitting sitting here as a as a backup admin. How many times have they they got a received a phone call? The server deleted my data. The spreadsheet was right there. Now it's gone. Yeah. And probably what happened was when they went to double click it. They actually drug it just for accidentally moved it just a hair, and it went into a folder right next to it. Yeah. So, hey Eric, I had the the, the spreadsheet was called um, Board of Directors Compensation. I was updating the spreadsheet, and it's just gone now. I mean, Eric's like, okay, where was it? I don't know. Right. So I can go type in BOA and then all of a sudden, boom, anywhere that appears on, in your environment, I'm going to give it to you in two or three seconds. And oh, here it is in this in the, yeah. the folders you've got called um, wedding pics. Yeah. What's it doing in there? Hey, I don't know, but I found it for you. There it is. Yeah. Right. So that's where that becomes into play. But another good use case is, is Eric gets a, a, a Word doc that's a resume for some engineer that he's trying to potentially hire. And that actually has a has a payload on it that's ransomware. And let's just say it's called John.resume or John-resume.doc or whatever. You open it and all of a sudden, pardon my language, the crap hits the fan. Well then where else is it propagated to? Where else is John-resume in my environment? I can also use the search to go find payloads that you can then say, look, it's now it's in, I mean, William got the email and so did Michael and I forwarded on to these other people in the company. Now it's everywhere. And we're all clicking on it because you said, hey, man, y'all should look, Eric should look at this guy. He's a perfect hire for us, right? That payload we can go search for as well. So there's many use cases around that search that helps helps a company or a business out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah search, is, search is one of the uh, big features that I love about the product that, that being able to kind of have that intelligent um dashboard into your data recovery is awesome let's take a step back and kind of talk about the hardware right and, and look at uh, yeah, i you was know, gonna say the, the same thing the pieces Will. that I mean, make up the I think, product i think it's interesting I absolutely think it's interesting that you come from the from the nutanix world because the nutanix world is the it was it was kind of a big disturber right so in the old days you kind of had you know I, I i buy all this equipment and then i install it and i run it whereas the, the nutanix world became this world where you know I, I i can buy a little bit of, of storage and a little bit of compute or i can buy a lot of storage with just a little bit of compute or i can buy a lot of compute with just a little bit of storage right because it gave you all these flavors so you could add in nodes and grow at the pace that you wanted to grow at and at the at the uh the bandwidth you wanted to grow at right so you took that same technology and that same kind of thought process and you added it to your what was now your your cohesive product so so everything is the same way right so it's built it's built on expanding a a, a backup system slowly at the pace that you're ready to, to grow at the thing that, that's a that's a that's kind of a game changer yeah the, the the game changer for me is i really and one of the things i really like about the cohesity platform is it's the software and the hardware built into one converged environment right so a lot of when you talk to when you're looking at a lot of backup vendors it's software only right and that can be good and that can be bad the thing i like about this is you have your your software system and the, the platform that is directly coupled 
with the hardware. So when you're out looking for a backup solution, you don't have to think about, okay, what software vendor do I need? And then I have to go think about storage and what kind of storage vendor I'm going to use from a backup. This is really bundled in one solution, and it makes things very easy for customers who are looking to adopt a, a more robust backup platform that there's basically one vendor to deal with for not only the software and the solution, but also the hardware and the storage. And that's one of the reasons why I think Cohesi is a great product. Yeah, it's it's been it's been very, very uh, fun to go out there and, and help customers understand that one, and this is a plug for you, Michael, it's a security conversation. Yeah. Right? In a lot of the the traditional backup worlds, I've got software that has to sit on some kind of hardware or it's virtual, either way, right? Well, now I've, I've got to have servers and those are running typically Windows, not in every instance, but a lot of instance. Well, that's a huge attack point for ransomware. The security guys typically hate Windows because that's where we get nailed and so we're always patching that. Right. And if I run virtually, well, then a lot of times is, is that's running on primary storage. And if now I've got backup and primary together, so then if I have problems, how do I go get my backups if primary has an issue? Right. So by doing an appliance based um, design, I've decoupled primary and backup so I can separate those. That's the first thing. Second thing is, is I don't have to worry about building these Windows servers and patching Windows servers. I can give you all hundreds of examples of customers that got hit through their backup world, right? Because I've got a, I've got VMs I've got a patch. I've got a backup target I've got a patch. And maybe this backup target hasn't come out with a patch for this latest threat, but the, the, your software has. I mean, I've got an example to where a customer got infiltrated through their copy machine, which allowed them to come into their backup target and encrypt all their backups that were on this device that was just a dumb device. Right, so by doing an appliance space, we can now control it and harden it and minimize that attack point because backups are a huge way of going after a customer's environment. So what you're saying is you're getting immutability built into the platform. And I think every time we say immutability, we have to take a shot of something, right? Uh oh <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> it's coffee, you know, so, you know, it is coffee we're drinking here, but... Um, yeah, I definitely, you know, I think immutable backups or uh, what the buzzword of 2020 or 2022 and or 21 21. and 22, 23. Um, and it so. continues to be the buzzword, you know, and, and, and rightly so. I mean, we, you, it's it's attacker no longer goes off to, after the primary storage or primary compute. They, they get that and then they go, oh, next thing I need to go take care of store uh, backups to wipe out the customer's backups. And then they're really in trouble. Um so that being said, so you know, if a person wants to adopt Cohesity, uh, they can come to they can come to Venue or Cohesity and and get the software, get the hardware. But if customers have maybe maybe they do have an existing hardware deployment that they want to um, use, or maybe they have a specific vendor right that they really like. Maybe a person really love loves a Cisco UCS or um, HP. Your your software can be run on third party vendors, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Our, our value as a company is we are a software based company. I can run virtually in the clouds, right? I can run, I can run as a service, right? I, I manage services with you all. Right. But what's nice is, is in some environments, customers have brand A, let's just say UCS, right? And they've got all their management and all of their um, lights out management that they have to do. And if I bring in another brand, now I've kind of broken all of the back-end management that has to happen, right? So for us, we can run on just about anybody, right? Now I say just about anybody, just so I don't say everybody, now I've opened a Pandora's box here, but just about anybody we can run. Now we do have a hardware compatibility because there are certain things that we've tested and we just can't support every single um, nick in the, in the world, right? So we do have a little bit of control over that, but from an HP to a Dell to a, to a Cisco, right? Even partnerships with Pure, whenever whenever those those environments are needed right so really if you think about it software has to need has to have cpu memory and disk just to oversimplify it right so as long as you can provide that to me we can run it and that's kind of where the cloud conversation comes in because if a customer's like i've got some on-prem and some in the cloud then as long as the cloud provider can give me cpu memory and disk we can run right so it really becomes a very nice let's let's get one platform 
to, to protect your environment. So I get out of that silo mindset where I've got something over here, remote size, I got something and something over there and 87 flavors. And then it becomes too difficult to manage because how do I restore here? How do I back up there? Right. Let's, let's simplify. Let's make it the same across the board and let's just go. Absolutely. Yeah. So we it's have, just, go ahead. I'm sorry. This has been one of the cool things for me uh, with cohesity. Um, I, I don't normally deal like a whole lot with storage and, um, compute in, in, in my line of work. I'm, I'm mostly on the, the networking security operation side. So when I first started learning about this, I, I had just kind of had the assumption it was another backup product, but Cohesity for me has kind of been this never ending like uh, magic hat, right? You pull something out and then there's more and more and more and more in there. And, you know, looking at the hardware, you guys have your, your branded appliances. And like you said, you integrate with, um, approved third-party hardware as well, you have virtual editions. There's all this flexibility that you guys have built in and it's because of that that software. Like you said, you're ultimately a software company. So you, you're you able to be so flexible in that regard where you're able to run. Um, it's, it's really cool. I can't wait till we get to start talking about, you know, the software overview and, and some of those pieces because it's, it's really fascinating what you guys can do with that. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, Michael. The virtual edition is is interesting as well, because, you know, you, you can get the Cohesity software and hardware directly from Cohesity and its own, it's, it's, it, it's its own SKU, so to speak. And you can get just software and maybe you want to provide your own physical hardware for the storage, right? And, and use Cohesity platform as a software, but also the virtual edition where maybe you don't, you, you have a VMware deployment or a Hyper-V deployment and you want to run Cohesity uh, in your hypervisor. Maybe you want to go everything software, including storage, right? Maybe you want to leverage the data store that's attached to your um, your hypervisor environment. Uh, for small deployments, even the virtual edition is is available. And then you can do a local copy on-prem and then uh, offload um, or archive data off-site, right? To, to a vendor or another Cohesity. So that's, that's what we really love about the product. Um, and then the redundancy, right? The hardware is redundant. Uh, Cohesity uses is something called erasure coding that gives us a lot of efficiency. So deduplication, compression on the data uh, makes it very strong for running any type of platform, whether it's on-prem hardware, um, on-prem custom hardware, and also software only doing the virtual appliance. Yeah, and honestly, yes, that's where we great. started. Go ahead. I, that's, that's honestly where we started, right? So we, we built us a virtual appliance. We deployed storage to it. We connected it to vCenter and vCloud Director and so on and so forth. And we built out tenants and, and, and we kind of learned how the product worked to get familiar with it so that we could have a way of saying to our management, hey, we, you know, Scott's been in here. He's been selling to us. He's a great guy. He's got a great product, but not only does he have a great product, we have also kind of given it the uh, the runaround, right? And, and giving it a good overhaul view so that we know how it works, we understand it and we like it and we trust it. So we did all that through the virtual appliance. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what's nice is the virtual appliance can be used to, to vet. I don't need to worry about deploying hardware and chewing up network ports. I mean, like you said, we gave you a virtual appliance and our virtual appliance is no different than if you had a 87 node cluster. It's all right. the same, right? And that's kind of where that whole feel comes into play is, is maybe in the main data center, I'm going to have a hardware-based appliance because I need it for certain benefits, but maybe my remote sites, I mean, I'm going to deploy that out there because they've already got a virtual environment. I'm going to protect it. I can do my quick recoveries, but I'm going to send a copy back to the main data center and I don't have to worry about the look and feel being different, right? So that's the whole idea behind the software piece and and a, a great example of what we're doing out there with our customers to provide that uh, single solution, single pane of glass type mindset. Absolutely. And that, that same look and feel is really important when it comes to being able to management, right? If, if you're trying to manage uh, these solutions that have different look and feels or different portals, um, that's, that's really tough for organizations, right? Because they'll all right, I need to get trained on this and then I need to get trained on this. And then, you know, maybe there's some compatibility issues or something like that, but that same look and feel you train once you understand it and you're good to go. 
Uh, yeah, it comes in handy, problem. especially for you all from a managed services standpoint. So if a customer calls and says, I need to yeah. do A and B because we got hit by ransomware. Oh, yeah, not a problem. Great. I'm going to go to Cohesi. We're going to go knock this out. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Y'all aren't doing that something else. So we can't do that. I've got to do this and it takes longer. Right. So just the simplicity piece really where it starts to, to come into play. So guys, talking about that, let's let's kind of get into the different components of of the platform, right? And, and the, it, there's we're going to touch on may, like maybe the, the the top four components that that make up Cohesity, and you know we'll talk about some of the other cool stuff afterwards. But really, the 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 core, right? If we're talking about backup, um, backup, I guess, and re- replication to some point, some to some degree, is Data Protect, which is the component of the Cohesity platform that is responsible for for backups, right? For doing things like backing up physical or virtual computers, workloads, as well as NAS. Um, so let's talk a little about that, right? So Cohesity, let's start from, from virtualization. Um, virtualization support for VMware, and that includes vCloud Director, which we'll get to a little bit later, but it, it integrates directly with the hypervisor, so when you're deploying Cohesity, the, the, the platform gets online. You then connect it into your hypervisor of choice, in which case maybe uh, VMware vCenter, right? Uh, or Hyper-V, um, you know, standalone or um, system center, right? So you connect in. There's also support for Nutanix. There you go. And then um, even Kubernetes, right? So th- from, the, from the virtualization standpoint, you know, once it's deployed, connected to your hypervisor, and the, the initial settings are set up, it's pretty much create your backup jobs, create your policies, and kick off backups, right? Yeah, that's the great part about it is we, we, we've had some instances to where we've been able to deploy a 29-node, 30-node cluster and start backing up all critical VMs before lunch. Right. I mean, we're talking a petabyte worth of worth of, of cohesive infrastructure that we've racked, stacked, deployed, connected to virtual center, backed it all up and then went to lunch. Right. So that's where it becomes very, very powerful because I don't need to worry about agents when it comes to the hypervisor. Now, if there's some cool things you want to do of a, of a special server for Active Directory, then we've got to talk directly there. But for the most part of your hypervisor, there's no agent required. So that makes it very, very simple to deploy and get this thing up and running because the ultimate goal here is getting your data protected. That's why we're there is doing that. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's very, very simple when it comes to the hypervisor world. And in this day and age, most people are 85, 90% virtual. So we can get this thing up and going very, very quickly. But, but you, but you said that statement too, which is, is, and, and it's important to remember is that you still need an agent for many things. So you, you know, your SQL databases, your active directory databases, um, it's doing something like um, um, Oracle, whatever, right? All those things have different pieces. So if I want to restore an individual table for our SQL database, you're not going to hit it with your VM hypervisor-based backup. You want an agent that can go look at the individual table within the backup and say, I want these pieces of it and pull that out. And so that that piece is there as well. You guys thought that through. And, and that's there. And that's been there since day one too, by the way. So... <clears throat> that's always been there and been ready. Uh, but you also have the last piece, which everybody hears the word and, and I, I use it and I hate it, but it is instant recovery, right? <laughs> so so I also have the ability to say, well, this VM just, you know, got, 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 you know, hit a bad sector on the, uh, the sand and died. Uh, it's purple screened. And so I'd like to fire it up for my backups from whatever my most recent backup is. And you just hit the little button and it's, instantly recovered and running that that piece has also been added to your your suite as well right yeah that was part of what we did early on so um kind of the way i like to talk about it is is most backup products that are out there in the in the world were built to around the 99 to 2003 time frame right if you think about what business problem we were solving during that time it was this new thing that really changed the data center called virtualization Right. So a lot of a lot of applications were like, hey, wait a minute, how do I back up a VM? I mean, when I was a customer, I was like, I mean, this is a new world here. What I mean, how do I do this? Right. And so a lot of things were built back in that time when ransomware ransomware what even thought about. 
because we, we were mainly worried about how do I restore a file or how do I get a server back online, right? Individual pieces and small amounts of data. So most products that, we, that we're out there talking to customers about or changing is because of, of Michael's area security, we've been hit and I've got to restore 200 terabytes. We tried it with our current environment, it's gonna take us about three weeks. Yeah. I mean, there's not many businesses that are saying, yeah, it's okay, let's just turn off our IT infrastructure for three weeks and we'll, we'll just do it on paper. Can't do that, right? So to your point around instant mass restore, the instant recovery piece, and a lot of people can do it, right? So it's not like that we invented this new feature, right? A lot of companies can do it, but when they design backup, most people are designing backup where it's a backup target. I want cheap and deep, right? Or most backup targets are made to ingest data. They're not made to restore, right? So where the value really comes into play is, is I can not only restore a, a server, but since I'm controlling the file system and I've got this, this large cluster, even a four node cluster, doesn't have to be 7,000 nodes, but four nodes, I can run a whole bunch of VMs at one time, or I can boot a whole bunch of VMs at one time. I'm talking 25, 50, 100 at one time, right? So no longer am I worried about restoring a single server, I'm talking about bringing up 25, 50, 100 at a time, right? So when it comes to ransomware, that really changes the game, right? So I mean, we have a, a, a about 125, 150 um, terabyte size customer that got hit by ransomware. And the problem is, is they encrypted the VMs and they were using snapshots. Well, if, if you're familiar with snapshotting technology on the primary storage, if I encrypt a server, then I snapshot it, well, my change rate's 100%. Well, what happens to storage when it runs out of free space? Then run, right? right? So then, uh-oh, my, now my primary starts to go down. I don't have to encrypt every VM. I mean, a, a good SAN administrator keeps his SAN below, say, 60, say between 60 and 70%. That's the optimal running range, right? I don't have to encrypt every VM to shut it down. I can encrypt maybe a third. So I get into a third, take primary storage down. Well, let's go back to where we talked about running VMs, I'm sorry, running backup virtually. If my VMs are up there on that, now that goes down, right? So by having us separate as an appliance base, I can now start to boot these VMs off of us. So this customer that was around that 125 terabytes, it's a massive manufacturing firm. We had the entire manufacturing floor back up and running in less than one hour. Yeah, that, that's right, so what, that's where the value really comes into play in the ransomware world is using what Eric mentioned around instant mass restore, and not just bringing one server up. We brought up right around fifty servers, and they were all up and running and serving data. Now, are they going to be as flat fast as the all flash environment? Oh, absolutely not, right? But I'd much rather be up and running and a little bit slower than waiting two, three, four days. Right. So that, that's that's where it's been huge. And that's where those that's where Michael's <laughs> comes into play is the, the security side, because he's putting these big solutions together around protecting the edge or whatever. But yeah. the last line of defense are really what the, all the things Michael's putting together is to protect the data, because that's really the brainchild of a business is their data. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you talk to customers, oftentimes they'll they'll say, oh, well, I, I find I, I have backups. Right. And then when you ask them, how long will it take you to restore? They, they kind of sit there and think it's like, oh, wait a second, right? And then, you know, like, like you had touched on earlier, attackers wised up to this. It's like, oh, well, uh, they, they stopped paying for, for you know, um, they stopped paying the ransom because they had backups. Well, let me go after the backups, right? So you guys have a mut mutability and, you know, Security is all about layers, right? You're, you're trying to layer on pieces to lower your risk. And, I, you know, I, th I think you guys are, are really taking the security piece seriously, adding all of that in. It's really great. Yeah. yeah. So, so definitely, I, I'm I'm a huge fan of instant recovery. I mean, when I first saw someone do an instant recovery of a VM, I was like, "Holy smoke, this is really cool!" Right? Uh, I can get a machine up in in seconds versus having to do a complete recover. Um, and when what we're really saying is, you still need your compute environment. You still need to have your hypervisor. Uh, running, right? But the hypervisor, when you need to do a recover of a VM, actually uses the Cohesity as a storage platform to actually run the VM from. Uh, you're, still using, you're still using your hypervisor uh, compute, networking, and, and, and RAM utilization, but you're pointing to the Cohesity platform for, for storage, right? Until you can do things like storage vMotion back to your platform. 
Um, in addition to that, right, we're, we were talking about databases. The thing that I really like, uh, and, and other platforms do this, but the thing I love is database mounting, right, where you want to live mount a database. And this is absolutely loved by developers, right, or SQL Server admins who may be having a little tweaky problem with a database, and they don't maybe want to recover the entire production database yet. Um, with Cohesi, you can now live mount the database, and the database is actually presented to like SQL Server Manager from the Cohesity, and then you have both databases, a production database and your recovery database running on the SQL Server at the same time, and the developer can poke around both databases to find out, is there a problem? Maybe I need to recover a table of, or, or a, a stored procedure from one database that's not in production but available to the production database, and that's a really nice feature of the platform. Yeah, the, the database pieces has been been really, really big for us because in most environments, the database is what's controlling the financial side, the payroll side. I mean, there's laws out there that says, you know, if you can't pay your people, I mean, you get trouble for that, right? If I'm a publicly traded company and I can't, can't produce financials on time, you can get in trouble for that. I mean, there's laws. So we've ha I'll give an example here in a second, but here's a scenario that we bump into a lot. And what's nice is, is the backup team can hand this off to the database team or to, or to the developers, because a lot of time that group won't likes to script and automate themselves. So everything we do is API driven, right? So I can say, you know what, I'm gonna give Eric the DBA access to these 25 servers because that's his domain, that's his area. And he can go run all of his own backups through API scripts, because that's what he wants. But he also wants to automate his test dev process because today he's taking a SQL dump and then backing it up over here. And then I want to go refresh these 10 servers and I've got to restore all this back across. Well, that's taking them time. So what we give you the ability to do is, is, is since we're using the Cohesity agent, this is where, to your point, Eric, earlier, where in this instance, to get this granular kind of access, we have the agent. Our, what, can, what we do is, is, let's say the database is two terabytes, right? And there's some problems happened sometime in the last six hours. We don't know, the developer wants to go dig into that, right? Well, if, that data, if we're taking backups or snapshots every hour, well, that's six hourly backups and I've got to restore it, two terabytes, each that's 12 terabytes, I'm not restoring that with traditional methods in a quick fashion, right? But what we give you the ability to do is, is if I can restore that and I can also integrate that or, or present that right back into SQL and say, hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Application Person or DBA, or let them do it themselves once we've we've helped them with the scripting and say, you know what, let's mount the last six backups and we'll, and we'll have it registered as restore one, two, three, four, five, and six. And you go do your own restores. Don't call that. Don't call the help desk, right? And what's nice is we can do that in a matter of seconds, right? So twelve terabytes in seconds, right? And so I'll give you a scenario to where when you mentioned earlier about different hardware and all that type of stuff is all flash. Mm -hmm. So we have, we have, we have a customer who's a, who's big retail. And that Thanksgiving to, to Christmas, so that Black Friday to kind of time period, is when they make about 80% of their revenue. And they've got 400 and 450-ish stores. And Oracle is what they use to control all their inventory management and all of their stuff, right? Well, so if I can't do inventory and I can't ship things out to the store and, and Eric walks in to buy whatever he wants to buy, uh, some, some running shoes, and it's not there, he's gonna go to the store next door and go buy it from a competitor. Right? Luckily, so luckily I won't be buying running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was t I was teeny up there, Michael. You could you could have given him a jab there, but he, he beat you to it, right? Yeah. But what's nice is 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 that database requires a whole lot of IO. So what we were able to do for them because they had a problem. They were using traditional, I mean, back it up. If I need to do a restore, I got to restore. This one Oracle database is right around 50 terabytes. How long is it going to take them to restore 50 terabytes? Forever, All right? So what we were able to do is we showed them, hey guys, look, let's take this database and let's mount it and it's running all, uh, on all flash so that when you do need to run it, I'm still giving you the IO because it sits on all flash today. If I'm restoring it through automation, the last 10 of them at 50 terabytes each, and I can do that in a matter of seconds, you can see where here I can do things. Or you know what, I don't have to restore it on the same server. Why don't I restore it on a test dev environment 
so they can do their work or better yet, what about creating an automation to where I can take that database and restore it on a separate server that's a SQL reporting server and I can refresh that reporting server every hour with a new copy of the database so that whenever someone wants to run reports, they're doing it on a different environment and not impacting production, right? So we can use automation in the platform to do all these things back to the data management point earlier. It's not just backup sitting in a corner only being run from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. or 6 p.m. to 6, I said it backwards, right? There's a lot of automations that's there. So the database piece has also been huge using similar instant master store capabilities. Yep. So, so what you're saying is uh, there's automation in this recovery, correct? <laughs> absolutely. So, a little bit of automation. Yeah, absolutely. So support for Oracle, uh, native support for Oracle, Microsoft SQL Server, Mongo Database, Cassandra, Hadoop, SAP. It's a pretty full-featured um, solution, yeah? Yeah. So yeah, we, the we, only time I ever get nervous is if someone says, I've got this AIX box that this has been sitting here since I got here 26 years ago. And I'm like, ah, let me double check on that. That's, that's, when, we, that's when someone on the back goes, boop, oops, it's down. We don't really AIX. We don't. <laughs> there, there is. Uh, no, we support there are, AIX, but I'm just using being facetious. Some crazy 87-year-old thing that IBM doesn't support anymore. Because if IBM doesn't support it, then we probably can't do it either. Oh, yeah. We, we still run into people who are running AIX or, or God forbid, um, AS slash OS 400, mm-hmm. but it happens. But anyway, so yeah, so so data protect, you know, is, is kind of the backup and, and, and recovery piece to the product. But there's other stuff besides that to the platform, right? And the, the, so let's talk about smart files, right? Which that actually is a very cool feature of the product. And this is why when I said in the beginning, it's, it's no longer backup and recovery, right? So the cohesity, since it's storage, it's highly redundant and protected storage, you can also host files on it, right? So maybe you have um, a need for a NAS, right? And you want to put on, uh, you need a, an SMB or SIFS or NFS SharePoint, share, right? That can actually be hosted on the Cohesity platform itself, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And that's another big use case. And to Michael's area of expertise in security, Departmental shares are another area of, of attack, right? So, so I'm not here to we're not here to say Cohesity's replacing the world with with and doing high transactional databases, right? Very specific type use cases. But if you think about it, an Oracle dump, a SQL dump is a backup, and a lot of times they're storing those dumps with the database on all flash. Well, that might not be the best use case for all flash is putting SQL dumps or or Oracle RMAN dumps, right? Give them uh, an NFS or an SMB or even an S3 share and let them dump it to there because that's where it belongs, right? Take advantage of dedupe and compression and encryption, right? Another use case is the departmental shares. And so what ends up happening is, is, is I'll use a financial share, right? Or an IT share. It's sitting somewhere, maybe in a VM. Well, VM's running up here on high performance storage. And a lot of times file doesn't need high performance storage. Right, it's a throughput-based workload, so put it on a node-based architecture that has throughput. Right, I mean, I'll give a plug for our competitor, Isilon. Isilon's a node-based architecture, right? Great product, right? But I've got to manage something separate outside of backup. Well, by getting it into one platform now, if I have a financial share, which and I'm a publicly traded company, then I've got to do what's called a SOX audit. So then, a lot of customers are buying a separate piece of software to go do my SOX audits, right? So we have auditing built in. So if I wanted to run a report every month or every quarter on my financial share saying, hey, here are the seven people that have access to it and give that to the, the CFO and let them sign off on it to say, yep, that is the people who belong there. Or all of a sudden, Eric, the new backup admin has added himself to the financial share because he wants to see how much money the company's making or see how much money they're paying in bonuses. He doesn't need to be there. Right? So I can create these auditing reports. And then if I do see Eric's adding himself to some, to an area that he doesn't belong in, let me go do a, let me go run an audit to see everywhere Eric's been. Maybe he was in finance. Maybe he was in payroll. Maybe he was in R and D. Maybe he started to infiltrate in these other areas. And maybe Eric might not be someone we want in our company. Right? So there's auditing that's built in, right? So if you can see the consolidation piece, what, what's starting to happen is, is I'm cleaning up the backup world, I'm cleaning up the target world, I'm cleaning up the NAS world. I'm now starting to do auditing and automation with one product, right? I don't need six, seven, eight products to do it. 
right? So that's really where the value and kind of the, back to your point very, very early on, William, around the foundation, right? So we definitely can be the NAS platform, but we just want to be careful that we're not here to replace the world and do high transactional databases. That's not our world. It's more departmental shares, more of that kind of, of data. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and you touched on S3 compatible uh, storage. That is really big because there's a lot of, uh, of applications that are now starting to use uh, object storage, right? Whether it's S3 compatible or maybe OpenStack Swift, uh, it's it, you have that baked into the product, right? And, and I agree with you. You know, it's it's not for running, um, you know, a high performance um, database directly on that storage or running whatever some type of rendering, but for things like Pax images, uh, that is absolutely a great place for that type of stuff, right? And it also can be a gateway drug, right? If you need to, maybe um, you have an application, even a backup application that needs to write to object storage or even a, a, a share, the Cohesity can be that platform, right? They can, right? they can satisfy that for the customer. Um, we'll probably need to do a second podcast on Cohesity, which I totally <laughs> want to get into a deep dive, but let's m- move on a little bit. We'll come back maybe on a later podcast to talk about um, disaster recovery as a solution and what that would play into how Cohesity can provide that. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about my favorite piece of Cohesity, which is Helios, right? And, and, and Scott, tell us a little bit about that and, and what does that bring to the table? And I think you have a slide for us to look at, yeah? Yeah, this is going to, I think the slide is going to be digging into our, our levels of security, which ties back into Helios as well. So um, I'm going to start here and then I'm going to go ahead and drink. So I'm going to say immutability. So <laughs> there it is. That's done. So I like to show this this pyramid here just because to talk about the security side of it, which ties us into the ransomware, which is the level four. So at the very bottom, our file system is immutable. So drink again. <laughs> so then we, we got that with that piece there. But when it comes to security and, and protecting your backups, there's multiple layers that's there. So the next layer up is where you started to start to get into the multi-factor authentication pieces and granular role-based authentication, like I mentioned earlier, around database team getting access to just their stuff. So extremely granular in, in those types of areas. But we also have the security pieces there, which is a FIPS 140-2 from an encryption standpoint. And we also do WORM, right? So the WORM is coming to play. Remember I mentioned earlier, we had a company got hit by ransomware. Well, part of their ransomware insurance is, is they've got to go in there and secure that data so they can do audits and understand what happened. We were able to go in there and take all of their backups and instantly say, you know what, and file shares and convert them into WORM so that I've now got those locked down to minimize changes. That's built in. And then the next piece of security gets into the detection side, right? Which is where the Helios piece starts to fit in is let's say a customer has a cohesity cluster in site A and maybe two or three remote sites, right? All of those, all of those cohesity clusters report up into the SaaS based offering called Helios. And when I say offering, there's no charge, right? We, we, it's part of what we do. So when you buy a cohesity cluster, we instantly get access to Helios. Helios now becomes a single pane of glass for all of your your Cohesity clusters. So then when I mentioned search earlier, I can go into Helios and say, you know what, where does eric-resume.doc fit in my environment? I looked in the main data center, but how do I know it didn't propagate into some of my remote sites or other data centers, right? So I can do global search from Helios because Helios is also monitoring all of your environment for entropy, for change rate, so for encryption type incidents, right? If Eric or William gets an email on Christmas Eve at, I don't know, 10.24 p.m., but hey, all this data starts to change, you you probably want to go take a look at that, right? Because no one's going to be working Christmas Eve, yeah. right? So we can go in there and say, hey, wait a minute, the old file name was this, the new file name's that, all this change happened, so then you all can then take corrective action, because in our graph, we're going to show you, here's the normal, 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 boom, here's the change rate, and we can go back in there and say, look, here's the last backup right before all these files changed, and we tell you what the last known good was. So Helios is monitoring all this and all this for you in your environment, which is where the detection piece comes into play. And then the respond piece for us is what I touched upon earlier around instant mass restore, right? We can go in there and help create these recovery plans that you can test so that if I do have an oh shit scenario, 
hey, we've tested it 16 times and I know it works, so let's go back and enact this plan, right? So that's kind of where the security framework and at a very basic level is we have this file system, we works our way up to a multi-factor. Even, um, I'll give you all another scenario because a lot of people haven't heard this, a lot of ransomware attacks that we're seeing now, they're going after the backup admin and saying, hey, Eric, I'm gonna pay you 20% of the ransom if you'll click the button that lets us in, that clicks the link that lets us in. Well, in that instance, multi-factor doesn't, doesn't do anything because Eric is an authenticated user, right? So Eric can still go do things. So we can even take it a step further with our um, locking capabilities to say, you know what, this protection job is locked and can't be deleted for 30 days, 60 days, whatever. And the copy I send to the cloud, I can even lock it down on a different schedule. So not even Eric can delete it, which is an internal bad actor, which is happening as well, right? So multiple pieces that we have there. We even have this new new feature called Fort Knox, which is a little bit different, but it still ties into the security to where that is a true air-gapped managed service to where you're sending data out and locking that down. So not, not even people get access to that. You don't even have keys to that. Right, so multiple layers of security and framework, but Helios really ties it all in together. And the last piece I will say is we have a big casino chain that uses us for their data protection. And they use Helios so that the corporate office can make sure that the, each individual casino is keeping all of the protection policies set up properly because the gaming industry is heavily, heavily regulated. And what they don't want is, is the corporate knows that we've got to do X, Y, and Z from a regulation standpoint, but we have a new employee that's in the casino and he says, you know what, we need to save space. We're just going to keep four days of backups. Oops, we're in trouble. All right. Yeah. So again, Helios becomes that single pane of glass, allows it to manage and also to make sure that different policies are followed, right? Tons and tons of pieces there, but that's that hopefully that touches upon the Helios piece that you mentioned. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so cohesity, you know, security data protection um, is really just bundled into one great product. So let's talk a little bit about what we're doing at Venue, right? Because we, 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 we've chosen to adopt cohesity as a, um, as a backup platform that actually kind of phase one of our deployment, right? Which we're in the middle of getting, Eric's team is doing a great job of getting, getting things up and running on the data center floor and getting integrated into our cloud platform. Um, really the kind of the phase one of, of how we're offering it, right? Will be integration with vCloud director. So Eric, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're bringing, what you're bringing, what your group's bringing to that um, kind of phase one approach, protecting our own, customers, uh, VMs running in cloud. Sure. So the idea is, and has always been that, you know, uh, our offering for our cloud and many of clouds around the world, uh, think of all the big names, Azure and AWS and so on and so forth, is that, you know, everyone thinks, hey, it's in cloud, so it's protected. And it's actually not the truth, right? So you do still need to be running some kind of backup. Well, so what we've always done previous to now is we always had some kind of agent based backup system. So we can install an agent. We can do both a BMR bare metal recovery, as well as a file level backup. And then you can have utilize the two pieces together with which to restore. Now there's an agent base. So if you're going to do a BMR restore, you're going to go out to a, some kind of backup repository somewhere in the world. Maybe it's in our data center, maybe it's across one of our other data centers and you're going to fetch the files and you're going to download them and you're going to, and, and you're going to start restoring. The idea was that I want to be able to back up you know, and you, you know, your competitor Veeam has always talked about this. I want to be able to pack up the, back up the VM itself, right? Well, no one's done that well in vCloud Director until now. Uh, Cohesity came into the game a few years ago and introduced it, and, and we've been testing it. And what it'll allow the client to do is in vCloud Director, right, click on a, a VM and say, I want to enable bare metal level backups, in vCloud Director, no new interface, no where to go to, nothing to do. I, I enable my, my backups. I also have now had a failure of this VM. I'd like to restore the VM. I have options. I can restore it to a new VM. I can restore it over the existing VM. I can do instant recovery. All those things that Cohesity currently does, we can do. And then also we can do the file level backups and restores and SQL databases and everything else that you might be wanting to do by layering on the agent. So our initial rollout will be for vCloud Director so that our clients can have the ability to do their own backups, 
right there in a single pane of glass, which is RV Cloud Director Interface. And they'd be able to do everything from a file and database backup to even a full VM recovery, should they need that, without having to communicate with venue employees to do all this work. So so that that piece and that layering within vCloud Director is is truly was the part that I said, hey, this is the, this is the reason why I need to have Cohesity today. And I want to be able to make this offering for our clients so that we can stop having to rely on agents and having to rely on separate interfaces. And, and uh, Cohesity has definitely brought that to us. And, and that will be the first thing that we roll out. Yeah. But the nice thing is, Eric, is if a customer's like, well, I don't want to do Cohesity, maybe I do want to run my own agent, they can still do that, right? In fact, maybe even they want to run, not that I would say it would be the best thing, but they can run both. Um, you know, and the thing I like about Cohesity really is as it plugs into the VMware vCloud Director interface, this is something that the customer can manage themselves. They can protect their own VMs. They can do their own restores without leaving the vCloud Director interface. That's and right. That's really, really nice um, for our, for our customers. And that once we once once your team Eric enables um, Cohesity for that customer. Then the customer can go into the vCloud Director interface, go into a backup area in the interface, and start managing their backups, which is huge for our customers. Sure, sure. So that, that'll be phase one, right? And, and um, you know, we can talk about all the different phases that we want to go through. If you want, mm -hmm. if you'd like, uh, why don't you kind of? Oh, I was going to say, I, I do think that we we need to do another uh, podcast on Cohesity because I mean, they're, you know. We obviously want to talk about the other phases. We didn't even bring up the Cohesity uh, marketplace uh, where, where you can um, download apps. Um, there's, we didn't talk about DR. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we have not yet really even discussed. Uh, because like I said earlier, it's, it's kind of like this magic rabbit hat where <laughs> you just keep pulling out new, new features and, and really neat things. Yeah. So, so absolutely, Michael, we, we, we definitely could strap in for another hour and talk about more in depth, but uh, kind of looking at what we're doing at Venue, Eric, you're doing a great job in terms of getting it connected to our vCloud Director platform. That's going to be phase one, kind of phase two, which, which may happen actually shortly after phase one is deployed is really customers we're, we're going to look for customers who want to run. Maybe the customer isn't running in our cloud, and they want a robust backup platform, and we can provide that to them with an on-prem device, right, that sits in their hypervisor. They can backup locally, get all the bells and whistles that, that, the, that the solution provides, but they'll need off-site. So they'll, they'll have a local appliance at their prem. They'll do local backup, local recovery, uh, data intelligence, all the great things that's, that the platform provides. But then the Cohesity platform that's running in our data center Right can actually be the offsite repository for the customer's um, for the customer's deployment. Right, so a customer may be in, let's say, New York or somewhere. They have the Cohesity in their on their on their floor, but don't have an offsite location. So in addition to doing things like uh, re replicating those backups to public cloud like Amazon um, S3 or Microsoft Azure Blob Storage, they can also replicate their off-site data protection, their backups to Venue, and we can store that data on our Cohesity platform. Absolutely. So that'll be coming, like you said, it'll be phase two, and then to take it the next level would be, hey, restore it into Venue Cloud. I, you know, so so I had an outage here, you know, maybe my, my data center's power went out or whatever, and it's not coming back on for 24, 60 to 72 hours, whatever. You know, the next phase after that phase, will be to allow people to power on their VMs within vCloud Director at Venue. So all those things are coming. Most of those things, there's no technical problems with any of those things. It's really just how Venue works out, you know, our processes for deploying it, our process for billing it, and stuff, and our process for marketing it. So all those things will be coming, like you said, Will, very quickly after the initial rollout. Right. Well, we, we want to kind of, you know, serve no wine before it's time, right? So we want to make sure that we have... <laughs> We know what we're doing. We want to make sure that all of our support team are Cohesity experts. And by the way, I'm going to take this little time out here 
to give kudos to whoever runs Cohesity's training platform needs a big raise. <laughs> okay, because yeah. I will say this, in of all the vendors uh, that I've seen, and I mean, I'm talking about any IT, even things like VMware, Cohesity has an absolute best-in-class training portal slash website, right? I mean, if you want to just train... Your, your sales team or your marketing team, there's there's a series of courses for that. If you want to get into the deep dive technical and installation, there is a, a training course for that that you can access uh, at your own pace uh, and go through accreditation, certification, and even enroll in instructor-led um, courses, right? So I will say anyone who's maybe... You know, they'll see Cohesity as maybe something that's, oh, it's a, it's a very complex backup solution. It, it is complex, but it's very powerful. And you've got the training um, kind of uh, umbrella, right, that will provide you the, the best way to learn how the product works. Yeah, I mean, I will say this as well. I mean, uh, the, the training has been fabulous, you know, and, and but but the reason why the training has been fabulous is because I can take a training course and I can actually learn something from it. Whereas typically when you're taking training courses, you get a lot of ideas, but you really didn't get any hands on. And so you're like thinking, man, you know, and it's six months later, you finally touch it and, and you've kind of forgotten what all those, you know, textbooks told you. But in, in the cohesity training, it is so well thought out and planned out that when you're done with it, you understand what you read, what you are taught, what was what was presented to you. And you may have even done pieces of it in the course. So it is, it's a very good training. I, I, I could not agree more with you, William. Absolutely. So guys, I think we're going to have to wrap things up to, for today. We're almost at the one hour mark or actually just turned over the one hour mark. So we definitely, Scott, would you be willing maybe the next time we do this to, to come back on the podcast when we'd maybe do some, some more deep dive into maybe certain topics? Um, Absolutely. We'd love we to have you back. Or maybe some demos or just whatever you like. Man, we're here. We're here to support. That'd be cool. so Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you for for joining the podcast. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, obviously, our podcast can be found. Our audio podcast can still be found at the the normal uh, the normal places, right? So, uh, Anchor FM, the Apple Podcast Store, uh, Spotify. We you can listen to the audio podcast just like you were before. But if you're looking for maybe the video podcast, which we're going to be releasing, this is kind of our inaugural uh, video podcast, that will be available on YouTube. And we urge you to subscribe to the Venue YouTube channel where these podcasts, video podcasts, will be regularly posted. So with that, I'm thinking we'll wrap things up. Scott, thank you so much again for, for joining the podcast. Thank you, Mike, Scott. Thank you. Michael, Thanks, Michael, Eric, as always, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you all very much. Bye-bye.